Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9. And it's indeed time again for our regular fortnightly chat with Federal Liberal Member for Bass, Bridget Archer. Bridget, good morning. Welcome back to Tasmania Talks. Oh, good morning, Mike. It's nice to be talking to you. Now, tell us, uh, how cold is it in Georgetown? When I left this morning to come to work, yesterday and today, very cold starts. Well, it was a bit of a cold start in Georgetown this morning, but no frost today. Yesterday yes. there was frost, no frost today, but um, I did have a little um, a little bit of trouble getting out of my driveway because a tree had fallen over my driveway in the night. Um, so a bit of an obstacle to get <laughs> get uh, out of the driveway this morning, but no frost. Well, think of it, it, it when the trees are nice and dry, and it, you know, a year later you've got some great firewood. That's right. Well, yeah. I thought, it warms you twice. <laughs> it warms you twice. So how have the past few weeks been for you since your re-election? What have you been up to? Oh, well, um, I guess cleaning up a bit after the um, election is always a bit of a priority. Lots of signs um, to get down and... Um, you know, if anybody does spot any that we've missed, please um, give me a call and sing out. Um, there was a lot to get down. Um, and, and just sort of generally, um, you know, regrouping after the election. It's a bit of a strange time because um, the count actually sort of takes a long time to be finalised. Yeah. hasn't actually been declared as such yet. So it's a bit of a strange time. Um, had a bit of a trip to Canberra uh, for a party room meeting, um, obviously determining the new leadership of uh, of the federal Liberal team, um, and other than that, back to my mobile offices. Was at Mowbray um, yesterday, and I'm at Kings Meadows tomorrow. Um, and today, I'm actually just attending um, a workshop that's being hosted by Women's Legal here in um, in Launceston around uh, family violence. Oh, you are still busy, I guess. How do things differ though? Now you're a Liberal member under a Labor government. Look, um, I think that the focus changes uh, a little bit, but really I think um, it, my focus remains the same and that is on achieving really good outcomes for the people of northern Tasmania. Um, and that hasn't changed. So I see my role um, continuing to listen um, and to represent the people of Bass. Um, and, you know, a lot of commitments and promises have been made most in terms of... Um, things to be delivered here in northern Tasmania by the new government but also around some of those policy um, positions and um, you know so my role is to um, I guess I see to represent what's important to northern Tasmania to the mm. government whoever the government happens to be and in this case we now have a Labor government. And now the last time we spoke you mentioned you may be throwing your hat in the ring to become deputy leader of the Liberals and uh, sadly that didn't quite happen. Well, no, I did not um, make that uh, decision to do that. I think it's really important um, that, you know, we have this sort of... Um, it, there's a lot to um, be determined following an, out, um, an election outcome like this. Um, the party's got to sort of regroup and, and, um, and find their way going forward. Both Peter Dutton and Susan Lee um, are experienced um, parliamentarians. They've been around for a while. They've been connected to the party um, for some time. And so, um, you know, I feel the opportunity is there um, for them to, um, you know, to, to start to regroup and, and start to rebuild the party going forward. My priority remains as it has always been, which is um, to be a strong voice for Northern Tasmania and for mm. that. 
Um, and uh, the best way for me to do that is to keep doing what I've been doing and, um, and to get out in my community to listen to what the people of northern Tasmania have to say and to take those views um, to Canberra. And so that's something that's really important um, to me and I'm really um, very pleased to have the opportunity to continue to do that. And it was interesting, wasn't it, that um, being such a, you know, uh, wasn't necessarily a Labor landslide as, as such. It, uh, w- it was because it was the teal independence in there. There was a few greens. Very interesting election. But, of course, it stayed quite blue in Tasmania. And most people are putting that down to the uh, success of the state government. Is that how you see it as well? Partly? I think it's a combination of things. I think that that um, there is you know, maybe the Liberal brand is strong here in Tasmania with our state um, government and certainly some of my, um, you know, mentors, I think, in in, um, getting involved in political life myself have been those state members like Will Hodgman, um, Peter Gutwin and Jeremy Rockliffe, Um, you know, and I I, um, identify very much with those sort of values. Um, But I think um, beyond that, which is important and has been, um, I think, reflected in this, result i think it is also about representation and certainly both gavin and myself and and susie bauer indeed um in lions are are really grassroots um representatives you know we're we're connected to our communities um and i think that is important too and i think that has been recognized here in tasmania Mm. and bridget most of the shadow cabinet's been revealed with 10 out of the 24 members being women which is good news are you one of them no, I'm not one of them. Um, and look, it is positive to see uh, many women um, elevated um, to those positions. Uh, we've lost a lot of women, actually, though, out of um, our ranks. And we've had a few few more women um, coming in, being re-elected in places like Flinders, for example, and, and Hughes. Um, but, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it's important to uh, to have a diverse parliament. And I think if we look across the political spectrum to people that have been elected to the parliament this um, time, there is a really great diversity, um, both in terms of um, gender, uh, but also uh, from all different walks of life, from so many different backgrounds. Um, and, you know, I think that's a really positive thing because ultimately I think that for people to be effective mm. representatives... Um, their communities need to be able to see themselves in those representatives. So, um, you know, it's, it's great to have that diversity across the parliament. Interesting, yeah, though, Bridget. Gavin Pearce, Federal Liberal Member for Braddon, been appointed Assistant Shadow Minister for Health, Aged Care and Indigenous Health Services. Good news for Gav. I would have thought you'd be in there. Look, I think Gavin will do a fantastic um, job. I'm very um, excited for him and um, I'm certain that he will do a good job there is always going to be you know more um uh you know more members than there are positions i guess and there are a lot of things to consider in terms of how the um shadow ministry or a ministry is constructed you know giving regard to a whole lot of things experience geography and all of those sort of sort of things so um you know uh as I said, you know, I'm absolutely thrilled. I'm the first Liberal member to hold the seat of Bass in, in 30 years and, and in, indeed the first member to hold the seat of Bass um, in some 20 years. Uh, and, you know, uh, in part that has happened, I think, because my focus is on representing my community. Um, and 
I think I can make a contribution, continue to make a contribution um, in that way, and I'm really pleased um, to, to have the opportunity to continue to do that. And uh, look, a lot of people, I mean, me included, thought you did a great job, uh, Bridget. I mean, let's face it, uh, you crossed the floor and you, you certainly uh, showed people that uh, you, you can go against what they, they believe in the party. I mean, speaking of which, Peter Dutton being appointed as the new leader, what do you think he'll bring to the party? I mean, I know that you've been, in, in our news, you've even said that you want to make sure the Liberal Party maintains its values not drifting to the right. Yeah, I think that's very true and I certainly do have that um, view and I want to play whatever role I can in in returning to those values, which are the values that um, encourage me to join the party in the first place and they're the values that um, keep me connected uh, to it. And I think they're the values that we see reflected here in those state members that we were talking about yeah. um, here in Tasmania and that's something that's really important to me. Um, and I, I think that it has been lost somewhere along the way in this sort of ideological kind of tribal politics that we've seen in recent years. I think people have pushed back against that and I think there has been a broad rejection of it and you've seen that with change of government, election of a whole range of new independents who have stood on these um, sort of issues of integrity and um, you know climate and a whole range of, of things. Um, but I think that we're seeing, you know, a rejection of that kind of the ideology and the culture wars, and um, and I think we need to find our way to a more constructive, um, find our way back to a more constructive yeah. way of representing Australians and um, making decisions that are in the best interests of all Australians. So I think we've got to wait and see uh, what comes out of um, this election for the Liberal Party. Um, but I will be keeping a close eye and certainly playing my part um, to ensure that we, we maintain our focus on what's in the best interests of Australians because that's what we're there for. It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I look at Peter Dutton from his previous service with the Liberal Party and certainly coming across a lot of the times as a bit of a bully boy... Um, and has been sort of a very hard. That's been been you know his. I don't know whether it's been his mantra since uh, since he's been in the Liberal Party. But he's now even admitting he has to soften. So are we looking to another you know um, Morrison job where we oh look I'll have to change and now I'm no longer a bulldozer. I've got to soften up and 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 then even admitting which is interesting, saying that he has to go to the suburbs. So it's it's. I hope that the, they're learning off people like your good self, who certainly has gone to the suburbs. Well, I, I think there will need to be some learnings out of um, this election um, because otherwise um, you're not going to change the result going forward. You know, you should always look to um, what can you learn from that situation. You know, I'll, I'll be doing the same. I'll be reflecting on, you know, what, what have I done, um, you know, well or what could I have done better? And the best way to do that is to listen to, to people, I think. Um, so I'm hopeful that we will see, um, you know, some renewal. I think we do have to give people a chance and an opportunity. You know, Peter Dutton hasn't hasn't held this position uh, before, and I think you do need to give mm. people the opportunity to uh, to demonstrate that they can do that or that they they are listening. So I, I will be doing that. I'm a pretty fair-minded person, I think, across the board. Um, and I think that is part of looking, if we're serious about wanting to do politics differently and to see, you know, um, uh, that more collaborative uh, sort of model of, of politics going forward, I think we've got to be prepared to give people 
the opportunity to demonstrate that too. And we know that uh, it's been about 31 years since um, um, a government hasn't uh, succeeded in the second term. So we can say that pretty much uh, Labor might be going into a second term. It seems to be fairly traditional, doesn't matter what party's in, to get those two terms. So, I mean, there's a bit of weight. I mean, things might change. You never know what happens. A week's a day's a long time in politics. But what about, um, you know, not only um, the um, showdown with um, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese with climate change, there's, what about the defence issue? I mean, there's, uh, certainly um, China's still on the uh, sitting there with what it's done with aircraft recently. I mean, how are we going there, with, especially with Peter Dutton being you know, in, in very, very keen on defence? Yeah, look, I think, again, um, you know, in some respects, we've, we've been through this election and a lot of these issues that were really front of mind or high priority throughout um, the election or coming into the election, Mm. they're unchanged. We have all of those challenges we know of some global instability, um, you know, um, issues in relation to to China, um, Ukraine as well, of course, um, going on, um, cost of living pressures. Um, We're still in a pandemic, so there is a lot of pressure um, on the government um, to uh, to sort of do what they can to address all of those issues. And it is the job um, of an opposition, to, not only, I think, to hold the government to account, but to also work constructively with government, um, remembering that um, we, we do have these common interests, we have these common um, goals, which are the safety and security of of Australians and um, and the welfare of Australians. So I think um, I look forward to being able to, of course, hold the government um, to account for the commitments they've made, but also I think um, working constructively where we can um, just to make sure that Australia is as best positioned as possible. And Bridget, again, let's uh, tell us, tell me about that workshop today with the Women's Legal Service again. Yeah, so um, I think this is day two of um, a series of workshops that Women's Legal has um, put on. There was um, one, I think, for community sector uh, yesterday, and I've I've just been invited to join this one today that's uh, the sort of legal um, sector uh, um, listening to um, a workshop around um, domestic violence and how um, we look at um, domestic violence and domestic violence perpetrators, but particularly around... Um, how we consider children um, within um, that sort of family violence setting. And sometimes I think we have often looked at children as kind of onlookers or bystanders um, to family violence, yeah. but it's important to recognise that there, there are a deep and lasting um, impacts on children um, by being involved um, in those sort of um, the family violence dynamic, I guess. So mm. it's about looking at that in a different way, but also looking at, um, you know, some of, I guess, our existing biases around family violence and, and things like, you know, um, we often talk about encouraging people to um, to leave a situation, um, but they're also um, having men to make that choice between keeping themselves safe, but yeah. also giving up or, or removing themselves from all these other parts of their life. And that, that's a very terrible choice for people to have to make. So some of um, this workshop is around re-examining the way that we look at these um, things and trying to find some um, longer-term solutions, better tools, and also remembering um, that children often sit at the heart of this and what... Um, the way that we deal with that can have long-lasting impacts 
for children, you know, yeah. in their own lives going forward. Yeah, look, uh, Bridget, I look forward to finding out more about that next time we have a chat, how it went. But good to talk to you again and uh, nice to have you back as a uh, as a federal Liberal member for Bass, but a regular uh, chat that we can have on Tasmania Talks. I appreciate it. Always great to talk to you, Mike. Thanks so much. Bridget Archer I'm with Tasmania Talks. Good to talk to Bridget. Uh, and, of course... Still to come, Katie Wells, foster carer ambassador for Life Without Barriers, on its way with Tasmania Talks. Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9.